Update at noon, midday to 1 p.m. Michael, thanks for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Good afternoon, Sakina. Thank you for making the time to speak with me. So, as I was saying um, at the top of the show, you know, we've been hearing this, uh, the sounds of, you know, a failed state might happen here. But there is, of course, South African exceptionalism uh, that says this will not happen. And, uh, you know, we somehow think to think that uh, we will be able to turn it around at some point. But we've been waiting for that turnaround. So what are the major risk factors right now that threaten uh, the functioning of South Africa uh, and that could potentially see us falling into a failed state? Thank you, Sakina. It's a, a very emotive topic, obviously, and uh, a lot of people saying that South Africa is already a failed state and other people saying we're not there yet. However, uh, it's almost conclusive that we are near the brink at the very least, uh, which is obviously very concerning for everyone. Just in terms of um, the Institute of Risk Management South Africa, or UNSA, is UMSA does a releases a annual risk report and we have just released the eighth edition uh, on Thursday last last week, so the twenty fourth of February. And maybe just to contextualize where we get the information, when I speak of a failed state, uh, you understand where where it's coming from. So from an UMSA perspective when putting the report together we look at the risk context of South Africa and how we build a better country. We also then look into the scenarios. You know, how do we influence the future through better risk management now? Uh, and then we get into the analysis and discussion around the top risks, of which a failed state is one of those. And that's you know, looking at those risks and how do we mitigate them and improve the future. And we also have a section on you know, what skills and competencies specifically to the risk uh, profession you know, do, we, do we manage things uh, going forward. So as one of our top risks a failed state is just to understand what it means is that um, you, you have a failed state where political or economic uh, system becomes so weak the government can no longer control, control the country. So for all those people that say we're already in a failed state, they will talk of poor or lack of public service, you know, the the healthcare services, very poor education services. Um, People will decry the lack of sustainable uh, energy supply, uh, which impacts not only individuals at home, but obviously business as well. And and, um, another important resource would be you know, water resource and the impact on, on the availability of water into the future. And then uh, another very highly emotive issue is state capture, uh, which drives into um, a failed state. Also, our, our position at the moment with unemployment and increase in unemployment and the very high rate of unemployment leads to people saying we're in a failed state. And another important one is the lack of inclusive socioeconomic uh, growth. So those are some of the reasons why people are saying it's a failed state. For those who contest that and say, no, we're not in a failed state as yet, uh, we'll talk about the great work um, done by the Zondo State Capture Report. Uh, So we are doing something about corruption and fraud, and we do have cases of success where um, there's been prosecution, litigation against uh, corruption.
something positive as well is that there are um, areas where the private-public partnership is making good and where the government calls on assistance from private enterprise and they've been um, assisting. If we look to our power or energy supply and, uh, and the communication side, more specifically around spectrum, is again, government is looking to um, go with a bit of privatization, uh, which also may assist us steering away from the so-called failed state uh, situation. And then we do have pockets of excellence. If you look at the South African Revenue Services, while it unfortunately has areas of state capture, but they also have areas where they are brilliant what, what they do. And then organizations uh, like Business Unity South Africa, um, Business Leadership South Africa, who do work um, with the presidency to, to assist in improving our country going forward. And lastly, one of the reasons why we don't have a failed state is we do have Chapter 9 institutions, such as the Public Protector, the Auditor General, the IEC, and if they allow to do their job properly, it um, keeps the country governable. Mm. So, so, sorry, with all of that uh, said, Michael, you know, your report does state that we may be on the brink of being a failed state. So just in simple terms, why so? Unfortunately, state capture has had a huge part to play in the, in the corruption uh, for a number of years, has hollowed out the government capacity, and uh, basically the political situation has brought us to the brink of a failed state, and um, business has difficulty in doing business if they can't have a sustainable energy supply, if these, uh, if, if the, you know, they the landscape is fraught with fraud and corruption. It makes it very difficult. So those really are the reasons why we've been taken to this this point. And, of course, um, when you talk about a decisive, ethical, courageous leadership that's required to turn around um, this particular situation and also, in particular, the economy uh, in order to empower people, where do you think, where do you see that coming from? Well, all of that comes from the leaders of our country, and th- those are political leaders and industry, so from the private sector as well. So are those we, not the same people do, who got us here, Michael? Not, not um, necessarily so. There are bad elements within both government and private enterprise. And what really needs to happen now is those elements need to be um, brought to book. People need to be accountable. Uh, and this is a, a firm message, message through the report as well, is that if we look at what we need to do, we have to normalize ethical behavior. And what that means is for those who are involved in, in corrupt activities, they need to be brought to account. We need to restore and strengthen law enforcement agencies. And I think we also need better protection of our whistleblowers and, and preferably their families as well, because we have got cases where there have been whistleblowers. Unfortunately, in some cases, uh, harm has come to them. But if we get those things right, and everybody stands behind that, is we will clear out the corruption 
um, that's going through the country. But how are we going to do that? We haven't been able to do this. We had the arms deal and uh, we had a whole commission like we did now with state capture. What has come of that? Um, now you uh, mentioned that we should be looking at leaders who are ethical. How about the same people who've been unethical all along now suddenly become ethical? How do we go about rehabilitating them in order to change the cause of the ship? Yeah, the agent for change, I, I see, for example, the Zondo uh, state capture report. There's a certain element of transparency in it. Uh, so it is now based on the will to act. Uh, and this is very important, is a lot of the risks that we look at in the report, they're not new risks, they've just escalated over time because people haven't done something about it. But given that the um, Zondo state cashier report ha- has been released, it's now visible. Uh, and that's what needs to be um, perpetuated in terms of the the fraudulent acts or corrupt acts need to be surfaced and we've got to have the right institutions behind it, whether it's the MPA, uh, to then action those um, issues. Mm. Uh, Let me just ask in terms of, uh, you mentioned um, uh, organizations like uh, BLSA and BUSA. So from there, Standpoint: Have they acted against those members who were fingered in the, the Zonda Commission's two reports so far? Uh, you think of the banks that have been um, pointed out as perhaps having acted unethically. Has anything been yes, done about have. that? Uh, yes, they have. And, but um, I have seen articles where uh, I think it was Busa has um, uh, cancelled the membership of certain companies uh, because of the so-called... Uh, Corrupt activities. So, uh, yes, and uh, if what has been the corrective uh, action at the banks? Because uh, they, along with those companies, were involved in the actions that got those companies involved in state capture. Yeah, the results with, uh, for for example, the banks has has been varied, Um, and and again, it's. I, I think it's where. BUSA and BLSA has has quite a strong influence is by how they lead. It will, t- will make a difference to you know, private uh, sector as well. And, and that's important because it speaks to the appetite. How far are we willing to go? In order to fix this, is it enough only to call out politicians and uh, public service officials, or should this be going all the way to the top, regardless of where those who are implicated sit? Yes, uh, it, it, it should be throughout. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're in the private sector or in the public sector. Uh, if you're involved in, in activities that are illegal, uh, you should be called out. And mm-hmm. again, there are a couple of instances from the private sector where there's been change and um, people now now um, being brought in for the deeds of the past. Yeah. And I saw um, uh, just when uh, this uh, statement was released, um, one of uh, the people mentioned in uh, that um press uh, statement was from Nedbank and I, and I was wondering about that with Nedbank uh, who were said to be linked to Gupta linked regiments capital in the state capture report uh, what have they done 
to sort of, you know, clean up their image? Who's been fired at Nedbank? How far up did that go? Indeed. And Sakina, I think what's really important, and, and likewise with the Zonda Commission in the report, is where names have, have uh, or people have been named, uh, where these allegations of uh, illegal activities is there should be a fair chance in terms of the investigation and prosecution thereof. Um, we've got to be careful of uh, naming and, and shaming people on allegations. A, well, a this was from the Zonda report. This was from the report. So they've been mentioned in the report, as have many politicians, and people are saying, well, they should be dealt with, uh, calling for their heads. And I'm simply saying, and asking perhaps more than saying, shouldn't the same apply to the private sector players in this regard? Yes, I agree with you. Um, absolutely. I, you know, we've got to have a level playing field if... Uh, the whole of South Africa is to improve into the future. So just final one, Michael. So where do we start? Which sectors would you say need the most attention in order for us to avert becoming a failed state? So, Sakina, in terms of our OMSA uh, risk report, is we have a number of risks uh, that cross through from sustainable supply of energy through to um, education, societal unrest. Um, and some of the key areas that we should be really working on, or call it keys to success for a better future for South Africa, is we've got to improve our education. And this can be done through private-public partnership where the, the private sector is called in to, to assist. We've got to improve our education. We've got to improve our skills. And by improving our skills, we're not only talking about technology and um, um, high-level skills. W what about artisans, about uh, you know, plumbers who, who the country still needs? Uh, so we've got to Im improve the skills all around to hopefully move to a better uh, situation of more employment. Um, more employment hopefully leads to less um, social discontent or, or unrest and uh, there's, there's a, a distinct relationship between the risks that we we looked at and the interdependency on them so to start let's normalize ethical behavior let's improve our education let's improve our skills that's a good start let's bring in that public private partnership uh, so for example the presidency has already done so by bringing in some advisors and, and let's make it work to the good of the country. Michael, thanks so much for your time. Michael Davis is a risk report project leader with the Institute of Risk Management South Africa. Update at noon, midday to 1 p.m.